You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. All right, let's hit it in three, two, one. Good morning. It's Tuesday, September 24th, and you are listening to the College Football Daily, dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news, all within 15 minutes or fewer. My name is Connor Tapp, and I'm joined today by 24-7 Sports College Sports Editor, Trey Scott. Trey, we've podcasted for four weeks of the 2019 football season, but by deciding to podcast for a fifth week, we are burning our red shirt. Yeah, I'm going to keep playing. Uh, Connor, week four is coming and gone. And in the age of the new redshirt rule in the transfer portal, we know what that means. A lot of guys are going to be looking to leave. And in the case of Houston star Eric King, boy, we've got a storyline unfolding. Word broke midday Monday that King would take a redshirt, preserving his final year of eligibility, and sit out the rest of the season with the intent to transfer. His dad even told Mark Berman of Fox 26 in Houston, it's the best decision for him at this point. Very, very tough decision. He's got a lot of teammates riding on him. Sometimes you got to be a little self-centered and do what's best for you. So immediately social media goes crazy because we've targeted this offseason as a big one potentially for grad transfer quarterbacks because marquee programs like Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, LSU, Michigan, and others are expected to lose their starters. I would likely love the chance to bring in a guy as talented as a dual threat king who's a touchdown machine. He actually led college football in touchdowns last season with like 55 before he got hurt. He's a freak. Uh, but then Houston and King put out statements clarifying something. Yes, King's going to redshirt, but his intent is to return to Houston in 2020. If that's the case, this is a really interesting twist. The Cougars are a disappointing one and three under new coach Dana Holgerson. The season is lost already. But maybe they're playing for next year. Uh, Derek King's quote, I came here to play football for the University of Houston, and that is not changing. After carefully thinking through this process with my family and Coach Holgerson, I've decided the opportunity to redshirt this season gives me the best chance to develop as a player, earn my degree, and set me up for best success in the future. I'm looking forward to being part of the success of this program going forward. But, I mean, it's not like King has to sign a letter of intent here. This is kind of just a commit saying he's still committed but maybe taking visits. I think it could just be him pouring water on the hot takes that he's a quitter. He still is going to plan to write it out this semester. Maybe he just wants to enjoy access to the program's facilities and indeed transfer to a bigger school in the spring. Connor, this is just like the Kelly Bryant story last year, except it's way more nuanced and it's far from over. Yeah, so, I mean, let's appreciate the totality of this for a moment. This is not a situation where Derek King has been benched. This is the best player on Houston deciding this season isn't going very well. Let's sit it out and try again next year, which is a pretty wild precedent to have occurring in the sport of college football. We thought we'd seen the extremes of the redshirt rule and the transfer portal taken as far as they could go, but this seems like a bold new chapter a bold new entry and just like what is possible. And I, I 
I'm a South Carolina fan, bunch of fans, fellow fans in my timeline uh, as this news is coming out saying, hey, can half of our team sit out and we just try again next year? So this is really some really fascinating stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's such an interesting twist because honestly, if you're out of playoff contention already, it's probably tempting to like, this is something that I think you have to think about uh, if you're on a team despite how good you are, obviously, as King, I think, though, this is going to be so fascinating to see what happens here, Connor, because when it came out that he was looking to leave, it clicked. It made so much sense. Like, this guy would be a massive get for any single program in college football, like any of them. And I just think, I know they, they poured water on that, but words only mean so much, and it's only September 24th, and this decision doesn't have to be made until December or January. I think there's something to the fact that he was looking to leave. I think, I, I, w- I personally would be surprised if he's at Houston next year. We had two more former elite prospects actually go ahead and put their name in the transfer portal after playing their fourth game of the season this Saturday. The first is Ohio State safety Isaiah Pryor, who's the number 63 overall prospect in the class of 2017, but has yet to really break through into the starting lineup in Columbus. As of last weekend, Pryor was still listed as a co-backup behind starting safety Jordan Fuller. Maybe some, maybe a depth issue down the line for Ohio State, but not really an immediate concern for them. The second big name going in the transfer portal is South Carolina defensive back Jemias Williams. Back in February 2017, Williams was another top 100 secondary prospect Seen as a massive signing day coup for Will Muschamp at the time, but things have not really worked out for Williams in Columbia as he's been in and out of the starting lineup and often been a liability for the Gamecocks when he has been on the field. And last weekend's loss to Missouri, it was R.J. Roderick getting the start over Williams. The hits keep coming for Texas on the injury front. Uh, Defensive backs Caden Stearns, Josh Thompson, and Jalen Green are all expected to miss significant time. Stearns, a true freshman All-American last year, is going to miss four weeks with a knee injury. Horns 24-7 reports that Thompson will be out eight to ten weeks with a broken foot, so maybe out for the season. While Green, a sophomore cornerback, uh, could be sidelined up to a month with a dislocated right shoulder suffered against Oklahoma State. Safeties B.J. Foster and Marvion Overshone missed that game with an injury. Hopefully some of these guys are healthy in time for an October 12th date against uh, Oklahoma. You're going to need all the healthy defensive backs you can have. Trey, I know Texas's secondary was a little bit youthful and inexperienced heading into the year. How much does this diminish their ceiling in your eyes right now? This makes the game on October 12th against Oklahoma uh, less. I, I, I don't know if they're going to win that one. Texas's offense gives them a chance in every single game. I think that's clear. But they're, right now we're talking second string and third string players in the secondary. So if Texas can, can get through Oklahoma w- with just that loss, I think they can still beat them in December. But I don't know about October 12th anymore, Connor. That's, that's too tall of an order with second and third stringers. Mm. All right. Uh, FSU announced on Monday that sophomore linebacker Jaden Lars Woodbay is out for the remainder of the 2019 season with an unspecified leg injury suffered during the Seminoles 35 to 24 win over Louisville. Lars Woodbay was clearly in pain after colliding with a teammate in the third quarter. He had to be taken off the field on a medical cart after having his leg placed in an air cast. Lars Woodbay was a very important player for FSU's defense last year. ESPN named him a freshman All-American. He was the number 36 overall player in the 2018 class. 
per the 24-7 sports composite. Staying in Tallahassee, James Blackman is day-to-day quarterback. James Blackman, day-to-day with an MCL sprain, suffered during the win over Louisville. And his status is unclear for this Saturday's game against NC State. If Blackman can't go, it's an opportunity for Alex Hornerbrook, Wisconsin transfer, to build on his 15-for-22 performance with 255 yards and two touchdowns and a strong performance for the Knowles against Louisville. Brendan Sinone at Knowles 24-7 wrote a piece today saying that this could be an opening for Hornibrook to get his foot back in the door in this quarterback battle that was decided in the fall. USC lost five-star 2020 quarterback Bryce Young on Sunday. He flipped to Alabama. But the Trojans rebounded nicely Monday night with a pledge from 2021 quarterback Jake Garcia, an in-state prospect who ranks as the number 14 overall player in the 24-7 sports composite for that year. All right, we are going to take a quick break. And on the other side, we've got a handful of coaches kind of getting testy with the media. So stay tuned. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, one love. Rated PG 13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. All right, welcome back to the College Football Daily Trade. Coming out of week four. We've had some coaches feeling the pressure of some disappointing losses kind of lash out at the media on Sunday and Monday. I, I understand there's 40,000 experts on Twitter that can call plays for me, so my email address is hashtag I don't care, okay? Don't hurt the real journalism world. It's jackasses like you that cause problems, okay? They shouldn't even let you call in. First, we got Northwestern head coach Pat Fitzgerald. Kind of freaking out on a reporter who asked a pretty reasonable question about game plan and execution. Then you have Mike Gundy, head coach at Oklahoma State, known for the occasional rants. Kind of losing it on a reporter who asked a pretty innocent question about late Oklahoma State booster T. Boone Pickens and maybe an offer that Pickens had made to cut his infamous mullet. And then... The University of South Carolina, in a statement signed by the school president, the AD, and head coach Will Muschamp, sending an angry letter to the state newspaper in South Carolina for an admittedly awful headline that they ran about Ryan Holinsky in Sunday's paper. So, Trey, is it just that time of the year where coaches are starting to get angry? I mean, how do we how do we feel about all this? I think two of these three are different from the third, but... I don't know. What are we thinking? Yes. So the Pat Fitzgerald one, uh, Northwestern's one and two, their offense is second to last nationally um, in yards per play. So I think any questions about your offense are very legitimate at this point. I'm kind of surprised Pat Fitzgerald acted like that, but you know, he can kind of do what he wants. Northwestern will, I mean, he he's, he's locked solid at Northwestern. I think we knew they were going to have a down season. No one's surprised when Mike Gundy gets real hot about something. Obviously he's had the, uh, I'm a man, I'm 40. That was over 10 years ago. But he's had a few in between then when he's sort of taken his uh, taking the media to task. Uh, it's my understanding that the reporter uh, was fooled by a parody website here. So that's oh, what, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, the reporter should not have been fooled by a parody website. And uh, Mike Cundy acted appropriately. Okay. It, this wasn't that stupid CFB quotes site is it i don't know i don't the, think so but okay. that uh, yeah <laughs> i don't know there's been this website that's just like thinks it's funny to just make up totally fake quotes and sometimes people get tricked by it uh one of them had 
Kirk Herbstreit picking South Carolina over Alabama a couple weeks ago. South Carolina, the third one, I mean, the situation I mentioned is a little bit unique, and we'll get more into the specifics of that later this week. But Will Muschamp also, like, very defensive when asked about questions about Ryan Holinsky and whether he was playing through an injury, uh, just kind of very dismissively saying he wouldn't be out there if he were hurt. And, I don't know, just kind of seems like he is bunkering in and digging a hole around his program, uh, and it, it it seems to be alienating some of the fan base. He's in a little bit of a different situation than Pat Fitzgerald and Mike Gundy, kind of longtime stewards of a mid-tier program where they have just been overachieving for like a decade at this point, uh, more than a decade. Um, a little bit different situation for Will Muschamp, now one in three, and uh, not things aren't looking great heading into a big really important game against Kentucky this weekend. Trey, let me ask you a question. Do you like making college football picks? I do. Do you like possibly winning $1,000? Always. Daily. Well, I've got good news because uh, you can pick the 15 biggest games on the slate each weekend against the spread to start competing for a $1,000 cash prize using the CBS Sports app or on cbssports.com forward slash college. You can even get your friends involved by starting a side group with its own private scoreboard. And you know what? I'm going to make one for the College Football Daily and link to it in the show notes for today's episode. So don't wait. Download the CBS Sports app or visit cbssports.com forward slash college now to make your picks. Join the College Football Daily, pick them group, and compete alongside me and Trey as we try to grind it out for this uh, $1,000 cash prize. Well, guys, that is going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you appreciate what we're doing, we ask that you do one thing this week to help us spread the word about the show, whether that's telling a friend or family member that we wake up at 6 a.m. every weekday to make sure you're all caught up on college football news or simply leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Don't even have to leave us a review. Just smash that five-star rating. For Trey Scott, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you on Wednesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. On May 23rd... I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus.